Hi, this is Sarah Beth Ramsey, and you're listening to the More You Grow podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome back to the More You Grow podcast. My name is Sarah Beth Ramsey, and I have a special guest with me today that I'm super excited about. I think you guys will find that their mission is very similar to ours. And so, of course, as soon as I saw them pop up on my social media, I knew that I would want to have them on the show. So I am just honored that they agreed and said yes. And um, so the company is called Bolden Mill, and it is co-owned by two awesome people, um, Jennifer and Jill. And I have Jill with me here today. Um, Jill is a wife and mom of three kiddos. She spends her days as a stay-at-home homeschooling mom. And as she said before, it was cool. And she is the co-owner of Bolden Mill. She enjoys giving back to her community and spreading awareness about mental health, which is just perfect. Um, she also enjoys crafting and DIY projects and spending time with her family. So welcome, Jill, to the podcast. So excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is great. I can't wait um, for you to tell the listeners just a little bit more about the story behind Bolden Mill. Um, is there any else that you'd like to share about your background or um, we can also just dive right into the story behind Bolden Mill as well. Yeah so we can just dive right in if you want to. Let's do it. Okay so to make a long story a little bit less long Mm -hmm. I met Jennifer when we were in seventh grade. We bonded away yes we bonded right away and we're pretty much inseparable throughout our teen years Mm -hmm. up until Jennifer went away to college. We stayed in touch as much as we could, but I really leaned on her sister, Larissa, during that time. Eventually, though, Larissa got old enough to move on to college, too, and um, Jennifer decided to move to Tennessee to finish college with her sister, and that kind of left me on my own a little bit. Yeah. So we, we always tried to maintain some form of our relationship, but due to the distance, we definitely started to grow apart. And it wasn't really until the sudden passing of Larissa in 2019 that we realized how fragile life is and the importance of really being there for each other while we can. Mm -hmm. So we agreed to make our relationship a priority. And that really led to us realizing we had similar business goals. Um, We both had a passion for starting our own business and finding a way to honor Larissa while also giving back to our community. We both had our own struggles with mental health as well. That's why we're so passionate about donating to the Ed Lally Foundation. As someone who personally dropped out of high school due to my own battle with anxiety and depression, I really love that they're working with children in our local schools. That was huge for me, deciding to go with their foundation. Um, Learning to manage your struggles and feelings early on makes a huge difference later in life. We believe movement is medicine, movement relieves stress and anxiety, and in a world filled with technology, it's so important to unplug and be active. Mm -hmm. The name was hard for us to come up with, but it's actually really unique to us. I grew up in Baltimore City on Bolden Street, and Jennifer grew up in Carroll County on Kays Mill Road, and we just combined those names. The original idea behind the name was, it doesn't matter where you live, city or country, get out and explore where you are. It's kind of evolved since then, but that's how we came up with our name. A lot of people assume that we chose the name based off of our slogan, Live Boldly, but we actually chose our name first. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. What a cool story. And I really love 
the name choosing. I know that's like one of the hardest parts I think for entrepreneurs is to choose the name and it just came together so well for you guys. Um, yeah. We, so I don't know if you know this, I think my listeners know this, that I'm in school for psychology right now. And we have been talking about um, movement and the importance of moving, especially in terms of things like depression um, yeah. and how, you know, it's really important that you're going at least 15 minutes in one direction, which, you know, of course, equates to 30 minutes total of, of movement to start, you know, increasing um, your mood to like a place that you're feeling a little bit better. And it's just, it's, it's so interesting to me how that can just change your mood, you know, and I've seen yeah. it for myself. I'm, I know you, I'm sure you have, um, yeah, of course. <laughs> getting, yeah, getting outside and like, especially, I mean, yesterday, and I know this won't be coming out like at the same time that we're talking, but you know, yesterday was like the first warm day of the season. And I just felt so nice like a new brand new person. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> but I, I, that's what you're doing and your the story and everything is just so important. I, I know you guys talk at least on your social media um, about unplugging. It's like unplug and get outside. So when you say unplug, tell me like where your thoughts were with that or do you mean from technology as a whole, or are you speaking more specifically to social media or what are, what are you guys thinking there? So we think it's really important to unplug from technology as a whole. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get caught up with all the forms of technology, especially these days when you have work and school online, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's so easy to zone out with TV, social mm -hmm. media, or even texting. But after a long day of being on the computer, it's really the last thing that you need to be doing. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I've done, and I do know something called No Social Media Sunday, which I'm sure you've seen me talk about where I'm 24 hours offline and it does not include all technology though. Um, right. And so sometimes, sometimes I am, feeling like I should have or will do that the next time because sometimes social media is just not enough. And, um, you know, and I'm plugging from just screens. I mean, I have felt myself, especially lately with the weather being like bad, tensing up like the more that I'm using a screen in any capacity, whether it's TV or my phone or whatever. So I think it's important to, to specify, you know, like, technology as a whole, like unplug from it, you'll feel better. Plus if you're getting outside or moving, I mean, really yeah. you shouldn't be using, I guess that much of a screen <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. That's, that's great. I love that. Um, what do you think, or what would you say is an ideal amount of time for you to be plugged in each day or each week, or how do you kind of determine that? I think that's a really good question because it varies so much from person to person. Yeah. Um, so for Jennifer, she has to be plugged in for eight hours a day, at least for her full-time job. Mm. And she also takes care of our social media accounts. Mm -hmm. But as far as those are concerned, we, we try to keep things really simple and just try to post like no more than every other day. So for her, it's probably eight to nine hours a day that she you know, ends up being on social media or on screens anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, 
since our homeschool curriculum is online, I try not to spend more than three hours plugged in for school with the kids. Mm -hmm. Between that and the other work I have to do online, I try not to be plugged in for more than five to six hours a day. Okay. For recreational purposes, I think it can be helpful to set a timer for like 30 minutes or something just so you can keep track of it because yeah. it goes by so fast if you don't keep track of it. And I think too, like in the same way that you train yourself to get on your phone and just go right to your social media apps, mm -hmm. you can create the habit of going straight to your timer and just setting that first. And if Ooh. you can do that, huge impact on the time you spend plugged in every day. Yeah. You know, I've done the timer thing, but I um, often don't remember to set it. So I like the idea of going straight to your timer um, yeah. and doing that first. I also keep my apps. Uh, you have to like swipe the screen about three times before you can get to them. Right. <laughs> so That's a good <laughs> yeah, it, well, it at least allows me to um, be aware of what I'm doing and think about it before I actually do it more than anything. Cause it, it does become a mindless habit. So right. do you guys use any kind of, um, do you use like the screen time on your phone to see how much time you're spending or do you use any other apps to kind of see? I mean, not really. I just yeah. try to try to go with monitoring it on my own. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is a good tool though. You know, that yeah. can be really helpful for people, but yeah. I just don't. I just don't find myself paying attention to it. Like I probably should. Yeah. I, I'm kind of like mixed emotions on it because I think it's really helpful, but at the same time, I think it can really kind of depress me a little bit because it makes me think, <laughs> Oh, I spent too much time again. And then I'm like kicking myself. So it's kind of like a fine line for me. I will use it if yeah. I feel like I've done a good job, <laughs> but other, I don't yeah. like to check it every week. So I think, I think what yeah. you're doing is a good idea. Um, so what is your favorite form of exercise and why? So I think yoga has to be my favorite. Mm. Being a mom and someone who has struggled with anxiety and depression, it just feels so good to have some intentional quiet time with myself and just zone out in that kind of way. Mm -hmm. For Jennifer, she likes to run. For her, it's freeing and it just really helps her get her mind clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yoga too. Um, it's like a, I, I meditate and it's, it's very yeah. similar feeling, but um, my friend Blair likes to say too, that it's like meditation, but with like those good sore, you know, muscles afterwards. So, <laughs> so I can relate, it's I can relate to running. No, it really is. It's so true. Um, that's awesome. Where, and do you, do you do yoga just at home or do you go somewhere specific? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's hard enough to, to make the time to do it. I can't mm -hmm. go anywhere. I have mm -hmm. to just follow a DVD or, you know, do something on my own, but totally yeah. do it. Yeah, that's cool. No, I agree. Um, so my next question is kind of centered around being an entrepreneur and mostly because I just, I've, I ask this question a lot, but I, I like to hear everybody's kind of perspective on it because I have a special place in my heart for entrepreneurs, not just because I am one as well, but because I grew up with an entrepreneur father um, and I have seen how easy it is to just get stuck in your work and not move or, you know, maybe you're moving, but like you're stressed out. So like, how do you find the time in your day to unplug and get moving in a way that's like 
helping, you know, with, like you said, yoga or running? Yeah. So I think in, and kind of like how you were saying, if you're looking to find the time, I don't feel like you ever really will find it. It's mm. not just going to pop up and say, here I am, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, take me. Um, having a business and being a mom, there's always something that needs to be done. So I think you have to just make the time, you know, you make the time for things that are important to you. And I feel like taking care of your body has to be important. Um, nobody else is going to do that for you. So you have to be your own advocate. I think, um, one way we plan to make time is to write it down and just kind of say, you know, this is our schedule. We're going to try to do it here. Mm-hmm. Of course it does always end up working out that way. Um, but you know, you have to be willing to give yourself grace and, um, you know, just to do the best you can, but planning it out is really key for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what you said, make it's up to, you know, you making it a priority. And I think that's something that we forget a lot because I mean, how often, and I'm just going to speak to social media in general, because that's kind of what this podcast is about, but how often do we find ourselves scrolling, you know, and maybe we don't set that timer. And then before you know it, an hour goes by and I could have been (laughs) doing yoga for an hour, you know, so keeping an eye on that too. And like, if it's a priority, you know, you you will find the time. Um, It might not be the amount of time that you were hoping, or you might be squeezing it in, but you know, you'll find it somehow. So I think priority is really the key word there for sure. That's, that's a great answer. What is, all right. So I talk a lot about another thing I talk a lot about is hustle culture. Yeah. I, so here's the thing, right? Like, I don't feel that hustle having a hustle, like let's say having a side hustle in itself, I don't think is a bad thing. Um, I think the problem becomes when we start, and this has happened with the onset of social media becoming so popular, when we start making everything into a hustle, like so many of us don't have hobbies anymore, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and we lose that, that sense of rest and just, and, and, and I speak (laughs) for myself when I say, um, often it's hard for me to rest and think I'm losing money. I just feel like it's constantly in my head as an entrepreneur. If I'm resting, this is one hour of lost income. And I, and Mm -hmm. it's been really hard for me to get that, you know, rewire my brain to think otherwise. So along that, you know, I just wanted to kind of explain hustle culture, how I kind of view it, but what is your opinion on hustle culture and like the impact of it on mental health? Well, devoting all your time to work sounds like a great idea to get further ahead, Mm -hmm. but in reality, it's just not sustainable. Mm -hmm. You, You need to take time for you and your mental health so that you don't burn out. Stress and anxiety have so many effects on your body. And if you can learn to manage and maintain a good work life balance, that's huge. That's really what success looks like to us. Yeah. Me too. I'm just <laughs> trying to get there. I feel like, you know, it like, very- but, but I do feel like my goals have, and, and priorities, like we said, I feel like my goals and priorities have changed in that my goal used to be success equals a huge income or like, you know, having all of these things where now it's like, I just want to have the freedom to do what I want to do. And I want to be happy. And that's exactly what success means to me now. Um, And it's not the definition that society chases. And so I, we're constantly inundated 
um, you know, with like this message of keep working, keep working, keep working. So I love that. I love that. That's also how you guys view success. I, you know, do you feel like, do you feel like you're constantly as well trying to think in that way and not kind of get sucked into the hustle culture mentality? Or do you feel like you guys are moving forward pretty well with it? Like, what do you think? I think it's a constant struggle, you know, um, it's, it's just something that you just have to kind of realize is, is going to be an issue. I mean, yeah, it's hard. Like you want to, you want to be productive and especially me, I struggle with feeling like I've done enough every day. Um, and yeah, it's hard to know, like I, I could be doing this, I could be doing that, you know, I could be improving this and it's just like, well, you know, you're driving yourself crazy yeah. <laughs> and you take the time to chill out yeah. and you now just reconnect with your family, reconnect with your kids, like do something that makes you feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so important. Yeah. That I feel like you're speaking directly to me right now because it's just been on my <laughs> mind lately. But I think I think that's going to make a lot of other people feel good too to hear somebody else say that because it's just not something we hear enough. So I'm glad that you said right. that. What, in your opinion, is the best way for people to just to start to unplug and move? Right, because a lot of us are just in the mud of just working at a computer maybe, or just sitting in the same spot or doing the same thing every day. So how do you even start doing that? So the way I see it, it's kind of like how Nike says, just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, It, it really is like they say, the hardest part is getting started. And um, sometimes you just need to push yourself and just be committed to, to doing it. You know, you just have to stay true to your, priorities and your commitments. I think something that helps me to get moving is just to get outside. Like, even if I'm just going to check the mail, Mm -hmm. just being out in the air, you know, seeing the sky, feeling the air, it's just, it's just, it helps me want to be more active. And, um, I think that's, that's just always something that's helpful for me. I think that it's also great if you can find a friend that you can work out with because mm-hmm. having an accountability partner is huge, especially in the winter when you just want to stay in and yeah. avoid the cold at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? Do you like text the accountability partner or do you guys kind of check in and see if you moved today or like, how do you, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different ways you can do it. I mean, there's, you know, we talk about the, the downfalls of social media and too much screen time, but really, I mean, I think it's important to use it to your benefit too. Mm -hmm. So like you can do a FaceTime workout together with a friend, you know, I mean, I feel like that, that can be so helpful being able to see them and they can see you and you know, you're doing it together, you know? Yeah. I feel like that that's something that could be really helpful, but yeah, just like texting and, you know, calling and being like, Oh, Hey, you know, I have um, some friends that I will text. And, you know, when we first got our Fitbits, we were like comparing, you know, Oh, how many steps did you get today? <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's just, it's just really helpful. Any way that you can stay in touch with somebody else or like, you know, your boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, wife, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just, just kind of helping them stay accountable too. I think, you know, there's so many ways to do it and it's, it's really so beneficial. 
That's true. And I, and I like that you touched on the good aspects of things because I, and I, and I do talk about the good aspects of social media and the good aspects of technology. And I do think they can connect us more if used in the right way and not with that false sense of connection, but in a, in a real connective way with real friends. Um, my friend Elise and I are awareness accountability partners. And so we will send each other a picture of the sunset whenever it's nice every night. And it encourages us to stop, take a moment and like, enjoy it, which is great. Yeah, like, especially if I miss the sunset, if I'm inside for whatever reason, it's nice to just see what it looks like. I love the sunset sunrises. I think it's great. It just makes me feel yeah. good. And it's a but, good reminder, like, yeah, there's a whole planet out there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so easy to get caught in your little bubble of, like, problems right. and, and work, you know, and it, it is a good reminder. I also have meditated over FaceTime with a friend before, and it does make a difference yeah. to have more than one person. So, so that's, that's a great idea. How do you feel that COVID times in particular have impacted mental health? I know this is something that I personally have struggled with and know of other people too. So yeah, sadly, it's had a huge impact. Um, We're all made to be social beings Mm -hmm. and not being able to be around your loved ones is damaging. And on top of that, the fear of spreading sickness and even death is paralyzing to some people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why we feel so proudly about supporting the Ed Lally Foundation. They really put an emphasis on suicide prevention, which unfortunately Mm. is a devastating issue right now. It is. It is. Can you tell me a little bit more about the foundation? I, I don't know a ton about it. So um, Jordan Lally is a musician. And so pre-COVID, they would go into schools and they would have assemblies where they would just like play music and, you know, they would do meditation and stuff like that and just kind of really stay in tune with their mental health. And um, they also right now, um, since, you know, they can't really go into schools, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they they do have a lot of virtual offerings. So they have things. And it's not just for kids, like they have um, mindfulness for moms, they have men's mental health awareness sessions, like I believe they're like Zoom Zoom meetings, I would Very assume. Cool. Um, I haven't done one yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to starting the mindfulness for moms because let's be honest, I need it. <laughs> sure. So, okay. Yeah, they're really cool. Where are they based out of? Are they here in Maryland or are they elsewhere? Yeah, they okay. are. They are here. So they're a local foundation, and that's another reason why we chose them, right? Because we really wanted to give back to the community. I love that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Can you tell me a little bit more? Okay, so something, of course, that catches my eye when I'm on your social media account is your active wearing clothing line. It's so cool. I love everything about it. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Thanks for saying that. Um, Yeah, we are so excited about our activewear line, especially our second launch that's happening on Saturday the 27th. Mm -hmm. We currently sell beanies and sweatshirts, but our next line will consist of yoga wear, biker shorts, and t-shirts. And it's so good. I'm really, really excited about all the pieces in our spring line. Yeah, I love your logo. Like, I just, I love everything about it. As soon as I saw the logo, I was like, I love this. This is great. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then you also have a hashtag, which I love, um, Live Boldly. So what is the community that you're hoping to build surrounding that hashtag and, and online? 
So there's still a stigma around mental health. Whenever Mm. we hear people talk about it, it's always so solemn. Um, What people don't realize is everyone is dealing with some degree of mental illness and they tend to think that it's only them. We want to build a community for people to know they aren't alone and that there is hope. We really want our platform to be a place of light, love, openness, and fun. To us, living boldly means being able to overcome the fears that come along with mental health illnesses. Mm. We really want to help others live boldly by facing their truths, being open about them, and encouraging them to fight back by getting outside and being active. I love that. I I agree. I think, although I I feel like it is a little bit more accepted to talk about things like anxiety and depression um, in day-to-day life, I do think that there is still a stigma surrounding it um, and, and anything that we can do to combat that and help people build resilience, I think is really important. Yeah. And just letting people know that there's, there's so many people that deal with the same thing because it's such an isolating place to be. You feel alone and it's, that's not the truth at all. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. That's a great point. Um, All right. So the last question I have for you is a question that I ask everybody on the show in some variation. So in what way do you feel you, or it could be both of you or bold and mill have grown this year? Yeah, so it's no secret that 2020 was a really rough year. <laughs> yeah. For most of us, our lives kind of got turned upside down, or at the very least, a little bit shaken up. Mm-hmm. So I think adaptability has been a huge area of growth for us this year. Yep. Um, we've really had to learn how to do most things we do on a regular basis a whole lot differently. Um, for Jennifer, it was a challenge for her to adapt to working from home while taking care of her son Mm -hmm. since having high-risk family members meant she couldn't rely on childcare. Mm -hmm. And then me, I had to adapt to having my husband home with me full-time and just trying to make that work with three kids whose social media or not social media, sorry, whose social interaction dramatically declined Yeah, because it's, you know, it's, it's hard enough having homeschooling children and keeping them socialized, but then, you know, all the groups and things that you can go to, even something as simple as a play date, you mm-hmm. know, it kind of gets canceled. So that, that has been really hard. And of course, it, you know, adapting isn't always easy and we haven't achieved perfection by any means, but I am really proud that we were able to build our business despite the adversity we faced. That alone was, was just huge for us. Yeah, that is, that's, that's awesome. And wow, that's great. How can people learn more about Bold and Mail? Yeah, so we really appreciate you having us on and helping us share our mission. Um, For anyone who wants to learn more, they can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Bold and Mill. Mm -hmm. And they can also check us out on our website, boldandmill.com. And as a little surprise, we wanted to offer 10% off to your listeners if they decide to make a purchase. And they can use the code PRO10. All right. I love it. Thank you. That's great. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll have everything linked, of course, um, on the podcast episode as well and on the social media postings that I do. So I will put that link, the discount code for everybody to please check them out. I know I am going to grab some things and um, thanks, Jill. Thanks for being on the show and tell Jennifer that we said hi. And uh, I just appreciate being here and sharing with us. Thanks so much for having us. I'm really glad we could do it. It was fun. Of course.
The vision behind The More You Grow is to reestablish a sense of presence and replace the stress that we feel online, often with social media, with a sense of peace and accomplishment. It's critical to find balance in our day-to-day technology usage to fully experience each moment in life. It's okay to love technology, to love social media and your work, but it's also okay to unplug, to step away from constant notifications that we feel that we have to answer immediately and reset our minds. Our goal is to reconnect to our roots, to get outside, to experience life outside of a screen, to find the peace within and to share ways with each other that we can do this through tools, ideas, and stories that are curated to help improve our lives. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for you.